The front page story in today's Post-Gazette Sports is about how much Mason Rudolph impressed at minicamp, the rookie quarterback, and how he might jump ahead of Landry Jones and be the number two. First off, I don't believe it's possible to logically conclude that after a friggin' minicamp. Second off, I don't believe the Steelers coaches will trust Rudolph's knowledge of the system enough to make him the number two quarterback going into the season. And the real upshot is, because of this story in the Post-Gazette today, every time Ben has a bad game or even a bad throw, you idiots out there are going to say, maybe it's time to put the kid in. Ben's 36. He's probably about done. It's time to move on. Maybe it's time to put the kid in. Damn you, Ed Bouchette. Damn you, article in the Post-Gazette. And damn you, Mason Rudolph. And guess what? All of you, you just made the list. That's exactly what's going to happen. Bet that. If Ben struggles at all, people are going to call for Rudolph. That never happens with Landry Jones because he's perceived to have less pedigree and we've all seen him play and it ain't good. It ain't bad, it just ain't good. And if Jones does have less pedigree than Rudolph, it's not much less. Jones got picked in the fourth round. Rudolph went in the third. The list brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing. Cunt on a name you could trust. Dial 412-367-0815 for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. I'm watching the uh, U.S. Open on TV while I'm doing the show. Dustin Johnson is at three under for the day. Uh, he's he's finished for the day as well. He's minus four in the tournament. He leads the tournament by four strokes. In fact, he is the only golfer to have a score under par at the current time. There were golfers bitching and moaning on the course. Phil Mickelson was was honked off about the tall grass. Some other golfer, the guy who won a tournament recently, Van de Bosch or something like that, was yelling, what am I supposed to do now? Because there was such a difficult shot. Supposed to be difficult. And the U.S. Open has these very difficult courses made even more difficult for the event, and I see nothing wrong with that. I would much rather see a guy shot-making challenged all the time as opposed to low scores artificially created for the sake of perceived entertainment. I don't look at a number and get entertained. I look at a guy trying to make difficult shots instead of yelling about how difficult it is. That entertains me. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Watch the World Cup all day today. Not all day. I watched the first match in its entirety. That was the uh, 1-0 win by Uruguay over Egypt. Mo Salah didn't play. Uruguay scored late to snatch the three points. And uh, I watched uh, just about the entirety of Spain and Portugal. 3-3 3-3 draw with Cristiano Ronaldo getting a hat trick. Uh, what a player he still is, even into his 30s. And boy, just injury-free, 
still very fit, still at the top of his game. He has been an, an amazing story, his career. I would rank him over Messi. I know that's not popular. If you gave me the choice of the two players, I would take Ronaldo over Messi. I know Messi's probably marginally more creative. I think Ronaldo is more athletic and dynamic. So I'm really enjoying watching the World Cup so far and will do uh, over the weekend as well. Uh, the Martavis Bryant story is a point of discussion, but I don't know what to say about it. I have commented on it uh, in the program today. How could you not see it coming? Guy's a pothead. Guy's a loser. Guy cares about getting high more than he cares about football. How could you not see this coming? It was easy, and I think the Steelers, even though this is very unspoken, I think that's why they've never signed Lev Bell to a long-term deal because they believe he's going to get popped again, will get suspended again, and uh, I believe that to be the case too. A guy like that, if you can use that franchise tag and, and keep him a year at a time and pay him a year at a time and the only commitment is a year at a time, I think that's smart. I think the Steelers have handled that absolutely perfectly. Uh, Joe DiNardo passed away today. He was 87 years old, the iconic Channel 4 weatherman. We'll never get guys like him again. Guys who are iconic being on the news in a city. Although I'll tell you, Kevin Benson, the weatherman at Channel 11, who I see on Sundays when I do the final word, he's very DiNardo-esque. I have a lot of respect for Kevin. I think he does a, a tremendous job being a part of the Pittsburgh picture, the way he does the weather. But uh, those days kind of have come and gone. Uh, Sally Wiggins still one of those people, I think. But, I mean, really, the, the other news people, I, I can barely name news people now. I mean, Heather Abraham, Catherine Amenta, uh, Jackie Kane. I mean, they do jump to mind, but... Uh, I don't know how many news people, weather people, and sports TV people are closely identified with the town by the people of the town like Joe DiNardo was during his tenure as the weatherman at Channel 4. So Joe DiNardo, rest in peace. Uh, one of those guys universally respected. I don't think I'm universally respected. That's because when somebody sucks, I say it. All those pretend media types out there. I don't think I'm universally respected by them. By any means. One of them called me a bully. Boy, I've never been called that before. I've been bullied. I know what it's like, but uh, I'm sorry. Got to be able to cut the mustard. Remember all those people who worked for the local sports website that were bullied and felt abused and yada yada, and they all left? Where are their careers at now? At the same level or even less. It's not about being fair. It's not about being respected. It's about cutting the mustard and being good at your job. And that doesn't just apply to the media. It applies to everything. And the guy calling about the U.S. Open just hung up. That's just as well. Uh, Tiger Woods, uh, I mentioned that earlier. Plus 10 on the tournament. He will not make the cut. And I still get all these tweets from people saying, oh, he's going to win. It's inevitable. His game's just getting back to where it needs to be. Dude, he was plus 10. 
plus 10 after two rounds. Open the tournament with a triple bogey. Any quote-unquote evidence anybody has that Tiger Woods is ready to make a run in any tournament, let alone a major, is wishful thinking and absolutely nothing else. I thought I brought up a good point before, by the way. I was talking about Daniel Carcillo and Nick Boynton, who wrote those sob stories. Well, Carcillo's was a video. Boynton wrote it for the Players' Tribune about, oh, my life's terrible. My brain was traumatized. How can we fix it for future generations? The NHL needs to be more responsible. And the NHL does need to be more responsible, but I don't want to hear from these two yahoos because they're not the cure for head trauma. They were carriers of head trauma. Look at Carcello in particular. Suspended or fined 12 times by the NHL. And now he wants to be the sympathetic figure? I don't think so. I don't care about Daniel Carcillo's well-being one bit. I think he's just reaping what he sowed. And I'm getting a lot of tweets from people saying, well, you know, he wants to be forgiven. He wants to help, yada, yada. Okay, let's put Roseanne back on TV then. Let's put Kevin Spacey back in movies. Let's put Louis C.K. back on the concert stage. All these people, I'm sure they want to make amends. I'm sure they want to help make things better. Why do we want to give some people second chances and not others? And let me tell you, I would rather have Kevin Spacey grab my ass or Roseanne call me something racist or insulting or Louis C.K. whip it out in front of me than I would Daniel Carcillo butt-ending me in the head off a face-off as he did to Max Talbot in a video you can see on the Mark Madden page at WXDX.com. What Daniel Carcillo did was more damaging on a personal level than for sure what Roseanne and Louis C.K. did. For sure. And I'm not excusing what they did or what Kevin Spacey did, whatever those people did. But uh, I just don't buy into Carcillo being a spokesman for fixing hockey or Nick Boynton as a spokesman for fixing what's wrong with hockey. I just don't see it. And hockey has no chance to be fixed anyway. I do like Batman. I think people underestimate what he's brought to the league in terms of fixing it financially. But you got guys like Colin Campbell and George Paros. Paros, the head of player safety. Campbell, a vice president in charge of hockey ops. As long as two idiots like them who have that antiquated tough guy Canadian mentality for the game, as long as they have anything to do with it, the game's going to be what the game is right now, no matter how many people have their brains traumatized. And then you got the announcers on TV, guys like Milbury, who I don't like, Keith Jones, who I do, Ronick, who I, I I guess I do, but he's eccentric to say the least, Barry Melrose on ESPN. And uh, all these people buy into the tough, tougher, toughest uh, version of hockey. Case in point, all the stuff Tom Wilson did. Oh, it's it's a tough time of year. It's playoff hockey. You've got to be able to cope with that. Mike Rupp's guilty of that to some extent. As long as those people are perceived as the spokesman for hockey, it's it's evident to me hockey doesn't want to change. If Gary Bentman was the commissioner, he should be, and concerned about image for the league like he should be. He'd keep guys like I'm talking about off TV. and get. I mean, look at football. Football has guys like Peyton Manning. 
Hall of Fame quarterbacks, Hall of Fame coaches as the spokespeople for the game. The NHL has goons and thugs and bums and dinosaurs speaking on behalf of their game. So they don't want to fix it. And even if they did with those guys talking, they can't fix it. 412-333-9939. It's the Mark Madden Show here on 105.9 X. I've been watching some of the day's soccer highlights uh, just now. And when, when I see some of the goals scored today, like uh, Ronaldo's free kick goal to tie Spain late on behalf of Portugal, outside the box, started out wide right and over the bar and curled back down into the corner, an unstoppable shot. And then Diego Costa's uh, second goal for Spain, where he took guys on one on two, went right, went left, went right again, and hammered a shot just inside the far post from the top of the box. For that matter, his first goal was pretty astounding too. Uh, off a free kick to a header to a tap-in at the goal line by Costa, just uh, just a training ground goal, it was just tremendous. I, when I see stuff like that, I don't know how you could think the NFL is better than that because I don't think there's any comparison whatsoever. Now, I know most of the country disagrees with me. I also know most of the world agrees with me. It's just so much more entertaining for me. Got a couple tweets to go over. Uh, I've been, you know, complaining about the, the two hockey players, the hack Daniel Carcillo and the goon Nick Boynton, uh, talking about head trauma in hockey and how it needs to be fixed and the league needs to be responsible. And if they could go back, they wouldn't damage themselves like they did. Well, and, and of course, if they could go back, they would damage themselves like they did for the glory of playing in the National Hockey League to realize their boyhood dream and for the money. Like somebody tweeted me earlier, what would Nick Boynton have done if he hadn't played in the NHL? Painted porches for $11 an hour? And that's probably not real far from the truth. Whenever you make a deal with the devil, you always want it undone when the devil comes knocking at the door to collect payment. But when you got the good end of it, you want to hold on to the good end of it, and you do that deal over again to get the good end of it. Like I said, until the very moment the devil knocks on the door to collect. So I have no sympathy, and I've said this dozens of times, but I'm going to keep saying it. No sympathy for Boynton and Carcillo. They're not the guys to be the spokesmen for this. They're just not. Uh, another tweet from Pittsburgh Pirates Guru regarding uh, the fact that uh, Polanco is in the lineup and Sean Rodriguez plays so often. Uh, Pittsburgh Pirate Guru tweets, Sean Rodriguez will not be released because he's making $5.75 million. Gregory Polanco will continue to start four or five games per week because of what he's making. Oh, okay, maybe that's true. But, Guru, if it is true, it makes no sense because if they DFA Sean Riguez or keep him, they owe him the prorated number of 5.75 mil for the rest of this year. If they DFA him and, and use like a guy making the major league minimum and he's a better baseball player, which really how could he help but be a better baseball player, 
then that's the right move baseball-wise. Same with Polanco. you got to pay him that money no matter what, whether he's on the bench in Class A like Miguel Sano or the Twins got sent on or in the lineup. So if you're trying to win, make the baseball decision, not the money decision, because the money decision, again, is something you're on the hook for no matter what. You can tweet me at Mark Madden X. Here's another one. I, I, I criticized Carcillo on Twitter and posted those videos of him cheap shotting. Some moron named Jack says a guy wants to atone for his past and Mark Madden is sad. Okay, let's put Roseanne back on her TV show then. I'm sure she would atone. Let's put Kevin Spacey back in movies. He's better at his craft than Carcillo and Boynt were at theirs. Let's get Louis C.K., his notoriety back. Why are we so selective about who we grant absolution to? Just disgusting. It's stupid. It's lacking thought and logic is what it is. Again, I'll say it again. I would rather have my ass grabbed by Kevin Spacey, be flashed by Louis C.K., or called an unflattering racist name by Roseanne than I would be butt-ended in the face by Daniel Carcillo. But Carcillo is the one everybody, well, you guys anyway, because you're dopes, you want to forgive. Again, no intelligence, no logic at all in that thought process. Let's go to Jason in the car. Jason, you're on with Double M. Jason, you there? Guess not. Well, if you want to call, call now. 412-333-WXDX. It's the Mark Madden Show, 105.9. It's kind of forced to get hockey talk going uh, now, a week after the Stanley Cup final ended, but one week from today is the first round of the NHL draft. Penguins currently don't have a pick in the first round, although rumors are persisting that they're going to try to trade up to get a first-round pick. We'll see how that works out. I think Rutherford would like to do that. I think that would be... Very difficult to do. Uh, a major topic in hockey the last couple of days has been the situation in Ottawa, where Mike Hoffman's girlfriend is accused of cyberbullying the wife of Senators defenseman Eric Carlson. Eric Carlson, of course, very likely to be traded this offseason. But Mike Hoffman was also very likely, and now, well, Nobody will touch him with a 10-foot pole. In fact, I doubt he's welcome back in Ottawa until the situation is resolved one way or the other. If you don't know the story, uh, Mike Hoffman's girlfriend is said to have cyberbullied Eric Carlson's wife, wishing death on their unborn child. And then the, the, the infant was stillborn and just an absolute mess. And police are saying that they traced the messages to an IP address for a computer at Mike Hoffman's home. But today, Mike Hoffman and his girlfriend did a lengthy interview with the Ottawa newspaper denying the entire allegation, and uh, it was accompanied by a picture of the two of them sitting on a rock holding dogs. It was just cute. That's the way to get the PR message across that we would never wish death on an unborn child. We're here on a rock holding dogs. Anyway, uh, I don't know how you obscure the evidence, the IP address thing, if indeed that's true. That That is leaked out unofficially, so uh, 
our buddy Frank Saravelli, who writes for TSN, has a list of the top 20 players most likely to be traded. And Mike Hoffman was fairly high up that list. And still is. He's dropped to number nine, but number nine is still number nine. Bill Kessel, by way of uh, mention, is in at number 10. Uh, Mike Hoffman scored 22 goals last year, made $5.2 million. Uh, Phil Kessel made $8 million, although just 6-8 from the Penguins, and got 92 points. He's a much better bargain than Mike Hoffman. And if Phil does have a girlfriend, she's not threatening anybody. Uh, by the way, Eric Carlson tops Frank Cervelli's list of players likely to be traded, uh, followed by Ryan O'Reilly of, of uh, Buffalo. He used to be on the HBO series Oz. Jeff Skinner, the the uh, midget, well, they like to call be called little people, a uh, wing at Carolina. Philip Grabeyer, Washington, the goalie. I don't get why he is up there. I mean, he got the number one job to start the playoffs and failed, and then they won the cup with him on the bench. Uh, Max Pacioretty of Montreal, five. Whole bunch of right-handed defensemen on this list, by the way. Dustin Falk from Carolina at six. Petrovich of Florida, Hamilton of Calgary, Ristolainen from, from Buffalo, Subban of Nashville, Truba of Winnipeg, ranked 12 through 16. One interesting person on this list is Noah Hannafin from Carolina, who's a heck of a young defenseman, only 21 years old, but he's left-handed. Where would the Penguins put him? Ty, uh, Max Domi on the list at number 18. Uh, Chris Tan of Vancouver, another... Right-handed defenseman down the list at 23, so we'll see if the Penguins can can get anybody uh, between now and, well, specifically next weekend at the draft when a lot of big deals do get made because free agency starts not long after that on July 4th. Let's go to Jason in the car. Jason, you're on with Double M. Yo, what's up, Mark? What up, Jason? Hey, what do you think's going to happen to the Penguins team in the offseason? Who are they going to get? Who are they going to get well, I have no idea who they're going to get. I, I've said that I think the movable guys are Rust and Mata. Not that they'd necessarily want to trade either, but they're uh, movable parts. You could you know, dangle them out there and get decent return for them. And Rust especially may be surplus to requirements because he's a right wing and they got Sprong, Kessel, and Hornquist at right wing. Although I talked to Jason Mackey before. He reminded me that uh, the Penguins feel Rust can play left wing, as he has done in the past. And I know they feel that way. I don't. I've seen him play left wing, and I don't think he's very good at it. Uh, in terms of free agency, they can't afford much unless they uh, create some cap space. Well, what, if the first-round draft pick, who do you think they would take? A defenseman? you think they would take a forward? They don't, they don't have a first-round draft pick. Thank you for the call. The minute you identify something that should be 101, that's uh, you're off the show. Let's go to Matt in Dormont. Matt, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark. I know you're a big fan of uh, Grant Barr, as am I. Um, do you do the turtle soup when you go? Yeah, it's not Ask Mark Anything yet. Call back in about five or six minutes. Thank you for the call. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, the Martavis Bryant thing, told you so, told you so, told you so. I knew he'd get popped again. I knew the Steelers made the right move getting rid of him. And I think once Lev Bell leaves, it won't be long before you'll be glad he left too. In fact, it may come to the point where you wish he'd left sooner because 
I mean, the guy's in the studio with Wiz Khalifa. Do you believe he's not smoking dope? Do you believe that? Are you dumb enough to believe that? Really? You're that dumb? Seriously? Maybe he'll figure out a way to beat the test. Maybe he'll quit smoking pot before uh, he comes to camp and signs his tender and then is uh, up for drug testing again. But uh, I don't think so. I think a lot of these guys value getting high over their career. Uh, they're addicted to it mentally. And I think that Martavis Bryant reflects that. I think Lev Bell reflects that as well. Now it's time to ask Mark anything, 412-333-WXDX. That's the number to call. You can ask me anything you like about anything you like by dialing 412-333-WXDX. I like the Mason Rudolph story in the Post-Gazette today. Is it going to be number two behind Ben this coming season? I don't know. They've always liked Landry Jones. They've always really appreciated him as a backup. Can he be the number two? I mean, the number. can Rudolph be the number two and jump ahead of Jones? I don't know. That would be very un-Steeler-like to bring in a rookie and make him number two. Then again, the last time they did that it was Ben Roethlisberger and Maddox got hurt and the Steelers went 15-1 and one and a star was born. That said, I don't think any way Mason Rudolph would take over for Ben this year if Ben got hurt and then keep the job right then and there. I just don't think it would turn out that way. Anyway, ask Mark anything. Dial 412-333-WXDX. It's time now to Ask Mark Anything, brought to you by Chapino Restaurant Cigar Bar. It's located in the Strip. It's the city's best seafood and chop house. It has the best hamburger in town, too, the Super Genius Burger. So please do check out Chapino. Dial 412-333-WXDX to ask Mark anything. You can also tweet me. I will take questions on Twitter at Mark Madden X. Let's go to Mike and Irwin. Mike, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, how's it going? Terrific. Uh, I just wanted to call and see if you liked funk music at all. Uh, I, I don't go to see funk concerts. I don't listen to funk CDs very often. I, I have a smattering. Like I'm a I'm a big uh, respecter of what James Brown did, what George Clinton did, but I'd say my funk quotient in terms of my record collection is pretty low. Yeah. Well, if you're interested in a suggestion, I got a great band for you to listen to if you have the time. Uh, I don't, but thank you for the call. I'm too busy getting into Ghost. I've, I've adopted Ghost as my token new band. Greta Van Fleet last year, Ghost this year. One new band a year. It's about all I can stomach. Actually, Ghost is good, and we know how I feel about Greta Van Fleet. They're brilliant. Let's go to Steve in Brighton Township. Steve, ask Mark anything. Uh, Hi, Mark. Uh, What's your favorite war movie? It's a good question. I really liked Patton with George C. Scott. Uh, Full Metal Jacket, also excellent. Is Schindler's List a war movie, or is that a drama? I think it's more a drama. I, I do, too. So, But but I, I Schindler's List, obviously, groundbreaking. Uh, I really like Full Metal Jacket. I thought it was an excellent movie. I'm going to go with Full Metal Jacket. What, what's yours? Uh, I really like Hurt Locker. Yeah, Full Metal Jacket is, is awesome. But, uh, yeah, I rewatched Hurt Locker again a little bit ago, and 
I mean, it won in a the best picture. Now, to be but, fair, uh, I don't watch many war movies. I mean, we know the result. We know what the final score was. So to watch the movie, yeah. I, can you believe I've never seen Saving Private Ryan? I guess I really, really should see that, right? Yeah, Band of Brothers on HBO was. Oh, I've seen really, Band of Brothers. Really I've seen that's very good, but that's a series and not a movie. Yeah, it is. I think it's better than Saving Private Ryan. Let's go to uh, Greg and Sheridan. Greg, ask Mark anything. Mark, hey, just wanted to find out. Uh, we all know you've never played a down of football or an inning of baseball other than, like, wiffle ball. Oh, that's not true. I, I was a messenger guard for the Cleveland Browns in the 50s. I would go in and out run the plays back and forth. And I played Little League and Colt League baseball. So I'm very okay. accomplished. We, we, we know. We all know that's a lie. But anyways. No, 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 it's not a lie. But but uh, but what's your point? I mean, what what level of baseball and football did you play? What? No, 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 no. Stop now. It's not your show. It's my show. Tell me about your distinguished career. How great were you? Hello? Oh, well, we lost him. Good. It's not your show. It's my show. And if I burn down the show in maintaining that, that will be matches in lighter fluid well utilized. Let's go to Joe and Overbrook. Joe, ask Mark anything. Hello, Mr. Madden. What up? Hey, I just got a question. You think they should trade Polanco to the Raiders for some water coolers so Meadows can get some playing time and Rodriguez has something to hit? You thought it would be funny, didn't you? Funny. That wasn't funny, but thank you for the call. I would send Polanco to the minors, just like the Twins did with Sano, and give him some humility and want to get back on track against lesser pitching. By the way, Agung is in Indy. I guess he was like 0 for 14 in Indy but they still expect him to come up to Pittsburgh very soon, which will mean Josh Harrison will be on his bike and out of Pittsburgh sooner and not later. Here's a good question from Dwayne. Uh, what's your favorite episode of that 70s show? I don't know that I have a favorite episode per se. I think the one where Fez had the sex dream about Kelso and hilarity ensued for there with uh, Seth Green. Uh, making a guest shot as the editor of the school paper. That's just very much off the top of my head. Let's go to Jack in Dormont. Jack, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, I was just wondering, uh, one of my, my all-time favorite pens in, in person, really, for the pens was Pasquale Dupuis. And when he was forced to retire, I remember he was going to still stay working for the club. I'm wondering what his status is. He is no longer working with the club, no. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, okay. Thanks, Mark. I mean, it's not a job for life. You come and you go. In and out. It's the nature of professional sports. Let's go to Polly in the car. Along came Polly here on 105.9 The X. Hi, Mark. I was wondering, since you're a super genius, I have a question. If a car going 25 miles an hour hits dead on to another car going 25 miles an hour. Is that the same as one car going 50 miles an hour crashing into a wall? No, I would think the velo the combined velocity would be would be more. I don't have a mathematical formula to back that up, but I would think the collision between the two cars would be more devastating than the, well, I don't know, 50 miles per hour going into a wall. That, that's a really good question. 
Okay. Well, I figure you were a super genius, so you would know. So. Well, if I cared about it, there would be a better chance. But but is it, that's kind of like an SAT question, isn't it? All righty. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you very much. That leaves the line open. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Or you could tweet me at Mark Madden X. I like it when we do Ask Mark Anything. I put questions up on on uh, I open Twitter up, and I get stuff like you. You have to see Saving Private Ryan, bro, or you should check on Hacksaw Ridge. Well, those that may be true, but that's not really a question for Ask Mark Anything. Let's go to Brandon and Oakmont. Brandon, Ask Mark Anything. Quick, uh, quick deck hockey question. Okay. Who do you think has more uh, hockey potential, Todd Pachetti or his younger brother, Matty Pachetti? <laughs> well, one's a goalie, one's a forward, right? Yeah, yeah. So how can uh, I how can I realistically compare? Well, Tyler's been playing a lot of out lately. Uh, well, he he's know. okay out. He needs to play goalie. He's a brilliant goalie, and his brother Matt's an excellent goal scorer. He has great touch in front of goal that, that really can't be taught. Thank you for the call. Uh, let's go to Jeff in the car. Jeff, ask Mark anything. Mark, a quick question for you. Why do you do Ask Mark Anything when you don't like to do Ask Mark Anything? Oh, I don't mind doing Ask Mark Anything. I just think we've run out of good calls. The best Ask Mark Anything is when I get tweets before the show and pick out the best five or six tweets out of the 40 I invariably get, and then I have good questions to work with. So, so if Ask Mark Anything is failing, it's not me, it's you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Lou in the car. Lou, Ask Mark Anything. Good day, Mr. Man. Right. Uh, uh, if you could have had a Hall of Fame athletic career in any sport, which sport would you have chosen? That's actually a good question because the only two sports I, I, I like are hockey and soccer. And I like hockey better, but it might be more damaging physically, correct? I would think. I'd still probably go with hockey. It's always been my first love. What sport would you go with? Um, I don't know. Maybe golf, because you're always playing in nice weather. It's a lot of money. You can play for a long time. Although I don't really like to watch it. But and you don't, think... you don't get hurt. It's true. Except I'm a back. Let's go to Butch and Blonox. Butch. Uh, Butch and Blonox. Uh... Oh, hi, Butch. I just uh, wanted to know, previously in the past, for the past hockey season, would you take uh, Marc-Andre Fleury or would you keep Murray? That's not what you told the call screen you want to talk about. That's a cliched discussion. I don't care to participate in it. Anything else? Hello? Nope, guess not. And I would keep Murray, which is what they did. Well, we got through that, okay? See you next week. 1059X.